0: Resurrection um, of Christ. Uh, we've got the title. Can we get the title up, Steve. Just get that first slide. Up.
1: Now, I've taken a little bit of a liberty with the title, just so you know. Oh, no, it's, it's a good one. It's a good Click. one. Keep, keep clicking. Keep just the first animation, Stevo. All right. Well. well. <laughs> It'll come eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the uh, the title was originally uh, Did He Really Rise? Now, I thought that was a little bit much. Not really good enough for the kids these days. So I've just entitled it, hopefully it'll turn up eventually, Hashtag Res.
0: Why well, have you done that? Which I thought was well, fair. you I haven't think... called it Hashtag Res, have you? Yeah, I have. I didn't like the title to start with. That's a nightmare. Okay, right. Well, never mind. Well, <laughs> right. if you're here and you're not a Christian, we've only got about half an hour to slam through as much evidence as is humanly possible for the... Uh, resurrection of Christ. So, we're not going to be covering the existence of God or the non-existence of God and every single um, naturalistic explanation aside from resurrection. We just don't have time. So, we're going to be doing this in debate format. Um, there'll be a defender and an objector. Uh, oh, too much. Too close. There you go. Sorry. Bye, chin, just here. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Rich. Uh, I'm the defender and Ed's going to be the objector.
1: Now, we understand that. Oh, if we still haven't got the slides. It's going to be a nightmare because uh, we've got <laughs> we've got a pictorial reference. Because people do very often believe it or not, even though we look completely different, people do sometimes get us mistaken for one another. Now, just so that you know, that's Ed. I'm no, you got it wrong. Oh, hang on. <laughs> no, I'm Matt. Hang on a minute. Yeah, no, you're Ed. Hang on, You're completely
0: wrong. <laughs> well,
1: okay, well, well, when it eventually shows up, which it will, Steve. <laughs> We've got pictorial reference as to who is, whom is whom, so that will show That's up eventually, so that you'll be able to tell us
0: apart, because some people do struggle. Right, so, but to make it easier, I did give a, um, I, I, we, we did make a little thing so that you could tell us apart anyway, didn't I? We've got a, got a prop. I mean, before we do that, actually, because I want to put that off as long as possible,
1: um, I just want to say that before we go on, I just want to make sure that we don't make you feel like we're belittling or disparaging, experiential or emotional. But if you Go on, Steve. Yeah, no, I hated it. It's good, isn't it? Kids will be happy. It'll be fine. Uh, Yeah, so we're not disparaging or belittling experiential or emotional belief at all. We just want to give you uh, some reason, like Rich was saying, um, to help in your argument and your discussion and your witness with non-believers, because it's very hard to make someone experience what you've experienced. But it's not too hard, we hope, with a bit of help from us, to help someone understand what you understand. So that's why we're going through the apologetic stuff
0: today. Before we get going, though, I want to start with uh, something from the Bible, uh, Acts 17.31, which is on the slides. Just to get where I can read it out. Keep going. Keep going. There we are. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Doing the Lord's you work. you in my beard. Uh, right. Acts 17.31. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead right now we're gonna start the, uh, the the debate but ed you need to put on the prop so you can tell us part do i have to you have to put that yeah you got to put the prop
1: on Mate, they're on. gonna they're gonna hate Come me on. you're up first put the prop on i'm so sorry put the prop on uh. there you go. Right, yeah, it's a right. it's a nice hat that's right what's it say what's it say what's it say on the top I think it says make America great again, doesn't it? It's Donald Trump. It's the Donald Trump hat.
0: <laughs> so hopefully you already instantly dislike him because that's the plan. Uh, you look at him and immediately hate him because that's, uh, <laughs> that's the... I'm gutted. Right, gutted. Get on with it.
1: On. All right, okay, so um, I've been given the somewhat dubious honor of an opening statement, so here we go. As for your last comment about you, uh, you know, you used the Bible, you reference the Bible, uh, I just wanted to say cordially before we get going that I'm happy for you. I'm very happy for you, and I'm happy for you guys that you, you have a belief, it you, uh, you make make, makes you happy. It's a belief that makes you happy, which is great. Uh, I, however, just um, with the hat on, don't share that belief, I'm afraid. Um, the Bible is, simply put, uh, just a collection of stories. It's a non-historical pseudo-document uh, that is full of absolute whimsy, fancy. Uh, I mean, if you look at the Gospel of Peter, for instance, it is madness utter madness and uh, i'm afraid to say to you guys and to uh, to my esteemed opponent today that the resurrection much like the gospel of peter is pure fancy
0: uh. <laughs> right well okay so a couple of things that uh, he said there and you'll hear this in your uh, in your day to day he said that it's good for you and you'll hear this um not always it's, People don't mean it condescendingly, but you'll hear people say, well, that's good for you. I'm happy for you that you found meaning in your life and things like this. The thing is, though, if you believe um, that what we believe is untrue and you can prove it, I assume that's what you say, that hat is amazing. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So if that's the case, then that's not good for us, is it? If you think about what they've said to you, they've said, well, I'm glad that you, can, um, that you have the belief. But the thing is, though, if they think it's false and they think they can prove it's false, they mean that you're living a delusion. And the problem with delusions is that they're not good for you at all. They're really bad for you. They're extremely self-destructive. So it's, um, it's not enough uh, to, uh, to have it uh, put in that way. Also, you mentioned the Bible. Um, I think people don't understand how the Bible's been collected. People will ask for um, historic um, information and documents what they don't understand though is that the bible is exactly that that's precisely what it is the church you see they um in the um early couple hundred centuries what they did was collect the best evidence that they could around the date um that had been the least uh, amended by mythology and things like this he used the example of the gospel of peter that was made 200 years after the after the events that's why it's not that in the bible it? yeah that's why they took it out yeah Yeah, you know this. Yeah, so that's why they took it out of the Bible. So the the thing is, is that we we already have, people don't necessarily know what they're asking for. We already have the best evidence in the Bible itself. It's collected there so that you have it at hand. And they still do this today. Today, we still amend the Bible and change it and get different translations, which are the best attested and closest to the real one. Um, In fact, actually, so... In this debate, what we'll do is I'll use the Bible as an historic document getting stuff from the early centuries. We won't use it as a religious text. Happy? Seems fair. Happy. Okay. So I'm going to use First 1 Corinthians 15.4, if you could pop that up for me. All oh, right. I should say. What? Um, Why is I was that at, on there? Well, I
1: was at, well, you mentioned third day, and I was a little confused about which specifically you meant. So I was pretty tired. Sam hasn't slept well, which means I haven't slept well. So I just kind of went for it, really. Yeah. Is that not the one? You shouldn't have done the, you shouldn't have done the slides. I knew it. Well, <laughs> no, you do this. Steve, if you go to the next one, I hedged my bets. Is that it?
0: Yes, the third day. There it is. I see why you picked the band. Annoying. Right. Yep. So 1 Corinthians 15. is that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Now, the important thing about this, uh, this one is that this is taken from uh, AD 36. That's just within three years of the uh, time of Jesus. It's what... Um, New Testament scholars call pre-Markian. Now, just, but what I mean by that is that the Mark, Gospel of Mark was made... Right to your face, Mark. Sorry, man. <laughs> the Gospel of Mark was made um, and, and supposed to be the source gospel for the other gospels. That's what they'll teach you. However, this, um, this is dated way before that, and also Paul is writing outside of the normal formula in which he writes in his gospels. The reason that's important is because that means he has a source earlier than Mark, That means there's no time within the time he wrote that and the time that the events happened for mythology to seep in and for people to make stuff up. Uh, Yeah, so there, Bible Matters.
1: Okay, well in that case then, be that as it may, for taking it as a historical document, I suppose, you still haven't really advanced your case at all, have you? Nothing's been said there. Um, You still can't prove That the tomb was empty, which is fairly integral to your belief, Um, especially since no one actually knows where this tomb was located.
0: Have that. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Well, the thing is actually, we do know where the tomb is located. There was a, a Jewish historian called Josephus, and. What? Is that not it? That's not it. That's not, that's not the picture I sent you either. Do you know what?
1: I thought it was weird because I thought Jesus was very camera shy. I mean,
0: he's dabbing. What, what, why? Why? I'm sorry.
1: I just it was the best I
0: could get. I hate fake Ed. Uh. Right. Anyway, so we do... There's a man called Joseph of Arimathea, and he's recorded in um, the historical texts of a man named Josephus. Joseph of Arimathea... Um, provided his own family tomb. And this location of the tomb is independently and multiply attested. What I mean by that is that different people testified to the same location without cross communication. So they didn't talk to each other and agree upon the location. This is a real man in history. Don't
1: sit down yet. I've got an easy way to defeat this one. I'm not right, even going to get up for it. Oh, OK. How do we know that Joseph of
0: Arimathea was even a real person? But- well, I just said, he was in, the, um, he was in Josephus. Also, in fact, actually another note about him, he um, was actually on the court that condemned Jesus. The man who picked the tomb, picked his own family tomb, deliberately because he wanted him dead. He was one of the people who wanted Jesus to be buried. That's why he picked his own tomb.
1: Oh. It's pretty conclusive. Well, uh, what's that? <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, he, he, uh, he never made it to the tomb.
0: He wasn't buried at all. Never made it. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. He's making these questions up, by the way. We're not reading a script, so I have to find things. Give me a minute. <laughs> it's the best I had. I'm sorry. It's all I got. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Right, right. Okay. So he didn't make it to the tomb. All right. Well, instead of... The thing is, instead of putting everybody through an entire New Testament scholarship, which I don't have either, I'll just quote a New Testament uh, scholar, um, A.T. Robinson. So the next slide, please, Steve. Right. The death and the burial in the tomb is one of the earliest and best attested facts about Jesus. The other thing about this is that New Testament scholarship is unanimous on this fact. Nobody in New Testament scholarship disagrees with this fact. Unanimous, is it? Huh? Unanimous. 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 Well, that's
1: okay that's pretty damning but you're right fine one nil good sir perhaps the evidence suggests that he was buried fine um but that doesn't really prove a resurrection does it let's be honest about it uh, you say it was found empty but was it really because i heard on the grapevine that it was found by two women right and uh, i've got slides too so stay down steve can we have the next slide please look women see that's who found it you've just written the word women what well, it's, it's spelt wrong well it was damning isn't it see look there's some more women not. Who's she, by the way, my English friends? The, uh, the scon dodger on the end. Who's that? She looks like a menace. It's Who the queen? Her? It's the what, sorry? The queen.
0: It's because you've got the Donald Trump.
1: Hat we on, don't isn't have it? one of those where I come from. We just have Donald Trump. So,
0: uh, you know. That's it. What are you going to do now? She's found point. by women. Oh, no, all awful. Right. Okay. Right, well, yeah, the thing is, the, the tomb was found by women. That's uh-huh. right. But that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I'll tell you why. The. Um, the culture at the time used to take the testimony of women as half that of a man's. And in some cultures, they still do that today. And the reason that this is important is that the authors of the Bible would have wanted to take this out of it. They wouldn't want to have two women finding the, um, the tomb, especially since a load of men denied his existence. Uh, lordship immediately afterwards it makes men look really bad and men look really great and, uh, and sorry, women look really great and that's something they wouldn't have wanted in their culture but they kept it in there because they wanted to stick to the truth what is that oh i wanted to sort of succinctly round up what you were saying here we'll come to that um yeah so it's actually that women found it is actually really 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 good because it's embarrassing for the authors but they didn't take it out so that's the that's the first thing The um, second thing, um, as you've said, is that we don't know who was buried, is that Jewish leaders and Pharisees told the authorities that the disciples stole the body. Now, why do they need to say that? To explain an empty tomb. Because the body wasn't there. Yeah, right. So the thing is, the only reason you have to make up that lie is because you have the problem of an empty tomb. You've got to explain it somehow. Um, We've also got... That the entire movement of Christianity is founded on the event of an empty tomb. Right. right. So the thing is, you have to explain the entire origin of Christianity and all the dying without an empty tomb, which you can't do. The entire belief is found on the idea. Think about it. If the tomb wasn't empty, it'd be really easy to solve. The Jewish authorities would just take them over to the tomb look like, no, there he is. He's right there. It'd be really, really easy, but they didn't because they couldn't, and in fact, they had to make up lies for it. I see. So, bada
1: bing, bada boom, empty
0: tomb, yeah? So that's why you put that slide up, is it? Right, okay, fine. All right. See? Succinct.
1: I liked it. Okay, fine. So, he was most likely buried, alright, and the tomb was most likely empty, I guess, you defended that adequately I suppose, however members of the audience, you'll notice that my esteemed and worthy opponent here still hasn't produced a risen man, has he? Not really Um, you can't prove that he rose you can't even give a proper witness who can attest to a risen man
0: (laughs) so proud of yourself okay, well um, let me think no, okay, right, well as I've said, it's universally acknowledged by scholars that the origin of the Christian faith is an empty tomb and a risen man. In fact, in 1 Corinthians fifteen five, taken from the same period, there it is. Hey, you didn't you didn't do anything silly. Well, I actually hey, do some, right? Didn't I, I? I? Right. He appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred of his brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of whom are still living, so that means they could have asked them if this was false. Through the same, oh, sorry, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also. So, uh, yes.
1: All right, I've got a couple of issues with this. I thought you might bring it up, so I've got another slide ready. All of those people, all of those names you mentioned are his mates. You might call him JC and the boys. See, look at that. What? (laughs) What, is that not them? Oh, okay. Well, well, well it was worth a try, wasn't it? Well, aside from it just being his mates, he also one of those names, I think James, was his family. Of course his family supported him. My mum loves me no matter what I do. She'll tell me this was great, even if it's rubbish. <laughs> I hope it's not. Um, so, aside from that, you still have not given a credible source for your sightings. Good, sir.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. What's Okay, well, his brother James actually uh, denounced Jesus as the Messiah his entire life. And that's it's funny, it's funny you bring up James because James was martyred, as it's recorded, in AD 60 because he changed his mind. He very quickly, uh, after seeing him risen from the dead because of the sightings, he changed his mind and became a Christian and then was martyred for the information, which he wouldn't have done if he knew his brother was lying. Um, In fact, actually, I think no one summarizes this better than Gaut Ludman. This is a German critic, so somebody who does not believe in the resurrection, who studied specifically the history and the grounds for the post-mortem sources, who said it may be taken as historically certain that Peter and disciples had experiences after Jesus' death when he appeared to them as the risen Christ.
1: He's a German critic, is he? Yeah, that's pretty damning, that, isn't it? Okay. okay, fine. So maybe there was a burial. Maybe there was an empty tomb. I suppose now there's, I guess there's reason to believe that he was seen by some people. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> oh, ah, these were really simple people. Come on, let's be fair about it. Um, they were pretty simple, and of course, in that oh, here we go. In that time, they were expecting a Messiah, weren't they? So of course, they ascribed a supernatural cause. They wanted him to be the Messiah. Get out of that one.
0: I could walk over there with this chair. I'm unfit. Um, well, the thing is, actually, in the Old Testament, um, there was supposed to be a Messiah that would come, but he was supposed to overthrow the oppressors and reestablish the throne of David. Um, they weren't predisposed they were so predisposed. To, uh, oh right,
1: yeah, no, I wanted to see what they thought the Jewish Messiah would be
0: like, and there he is. Yeah, that's sacrilege, that actually. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, God. oh my bad.
0: <laughs> no, but. Anyway, that's closer to the kind of uh, Messiah they imagined. They imagined somebody who was going to overthrow the throne—sorry, uh, reestablish the throne of David and overthrow the oppressors—a big, huge gesture. But what happened instead is he died a heretic on a cross, which is which was the death of a heretic. He died like a criminal. So they, after this happened, they were uh, imagine you've got you imagine the Messiah is going to do something closer to this, and instead, what happens is he dies. He just dies, and, uh, and he dies like a criminal and is taken away from you. So, also, the Jewish belief at the time was that resurrection was supposed to be for the end times. So, they were actually predisposed to disbelieve this. They were ready to think, well, he's dead, that's the end of it, it's not the end times, and he's died like a criminal and like a heretic. This, this is not the guy. Oh, yeah. Because we're short for time. Um, we don't want to keep cramming through this. We've got, we've got a bit more to go. Let's just go over quickly what we've, what, we, what we've got from here so far. Okay, so we can say that one, he was buried by Joseph of Arimathea. This is recorded in the book of Josephus, which is an historian from the period. Secondly, the tomb was found empty by two women followers, um, something they wouldn't want to record, that they recorded anyway, and is also the founding of the entire Christian faith. You have to explain where Christianity came from. Thirdly, he was seen risen and walking around. This is attested by hundreds of people, all alive at the time, so anyone could have just gone and asked them, did you really see that? Or could have just asked them, is that really true? But I think no one concludes this better than uh, the eminent scholar N.T. Wright, who says, this is why, as a historian, I cannot explain the rise of early Christianity unless Jesus rose again, leaving an empty tomb behind him. Right,
1: nice, I'm glad you defended that because that means I can take that stupid hat off. Um, and obviously now speaking as the real me, obviously I do, of course, believe all these things that we've been talking about. The hat was just a clever ruse. Um, so, and to prove it, to sort of, and to make up for the slides, I do apologize about those, I thought they'd be funny. Um, I've done a bit of digging, and I've unearthed some footage. Okay, so it's found footage, a little bit like the Blair Witch, well, the Blair Disciple Project, and uh, it's because we... We're a bit strapped for time. We couldn't cover every naturalistic argument against uh, the resurrection of Jesus. Um, So to cover one more, which would be the idea that the disciples stole the body, Uh, like I said, I did a bit of digging. I got some found footage of the disciples hatching their farcical plan to steal the body of Jesus.
0: I silent, that. He's dead. And Peter, you look absolutely stupid. We've got egg on our faces, what are we are going to do now? Ah! Nah, no, I've got a plan. Okay, we steal the body and pretend he's risen from the dead. Nice you job, want... job. I'm liking that plan. Uh, it's a good uh, plan. Uh, uh, I have a thought
1: about this specific plan. Now, now I'm loving the energy in the room, boys. Love it. I have three problems, though. Rock. Soldiers. Death.
0: I don't know. No, Tom. No, i consider the rock.
1: bloke you're lying here next to me boys we know you're a bloke
0: oh. that means that this is fair. Well, a cheesy lad oh. and then we snatch the body
1: well that's not going to work it's a massive rock, and, and the soldiers, they're not going to be gone long. And the, there's the inevitable death that you both seem to be overlooking.
0: Look,
1: rock, soldiers, death. I don't know who cares uh, what time is it it's 20 you ain't got a watch it's 80 30 what I like what are you like <sighs> I we should do something he play will kill us Oi, hey
0: hey hey after go go on, go on.
1: Come on, lads! Oh, no. No. rock soldiers
0: death. Okay, look, okay, so let's say we can sort the rock and we can sort the soldiers. Death! You can hear. You can hear me. You can both. Death. All right, all right, Tom. We've heard your concerns. Three versus one. Jesus heist. It's all in disciples. D- Tom, buckle up. Let's go. Let's move out, disciples. Come
1: on, Tom. Here we go. SAIT! Oh, stupid, bro. Wanna say that, Tom? Well, I was wrong. Somehow, we did it. Yeah, yep. Mission accomplished.
0: Mm-hmm. Hang on.
1: Hang on. Can someone please explain why you've done this?
0: Well, we didn't want to look stupid, did
1: we? Well, yeah, but wasn't your original plan to make it look like he'd risen from the dead? Yeah. Right, Right. but now, hear me out, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people have seen him, know his mug, you know, familiar with it, but more alive than this, right? That's a problem, you'll agree, but... What if we get around to somehow the logistical nightmare of animating a corpse... You still haven't really told me what. There's an elephant in
0: the room, good sirs, and the elephant's name is Y. Well, we already told you. Look, we're trying to save face. Don't look stupid. It, you know, we look better for this. We look much better for this. This is better that he's out of it. A...
1: Are you telling me? Are you telling me you have done this just so that you don't look stupid? Are you telling me now you've signed my death sentence so you don't look a mug?
0: This what?
1: I've done. That's it, that's right. oh, that's right. I'm, a, I'm a Jew. We're all Jews, right? We're gonna, uh, we're gonna go out and we are gonna tell everyone that this guy is the Messiah. But we know, I know, you know, we know it's a lie. And then, oh, Judgment Day, we're gonna see Yahweh. How am I gonna explain this? Oh, don't worry, it's because Peter didn't want to look
0: stupid. Uh, yeah, I'm, talk, I'm sick of it, mate. I just can't, I can't deal with it. Well we're dead. Oh well, thank you very much. <laughs> that was only half as embarrassing as I thought it would be, actually.
1: Even though you dressed up as a woman.
0: Yeah, I just like a girl, yeah. It wasn't fun. Right. Okay. So we've put seat now, we've put loads of scholars in there, so we thought we'd put the most eminent of all of them, Richard Thomas. Uh, only Richard Thompson. So what? This is, um, this is uh, Rich's big question. and it's <laughs> The thing is, why does this matter? If a man raises from the dead and he's not of any consequence, all it is is just a bit weird. You know, there's nothing really of any importance to this. The difference between Jesus and um, his claims are this. So in our culture and in other religions of the world, you basically have a message which is that you've made a load of problems you've made a load of mistakes now you're gonna have to fix them you know you have to atone or you have to kill something or you've got to um grovel and plead and beg and you've got to kind of do this um indefinitely basically if you don't do that you've made your bed so now you've got a lie in it and you get this in culture as well you'll walk past somebody a poor homeless person on the on on the streets and often you know you see a lot of people just walk past them and they'll think oh well you know you've made your bed Lie in it. You've made some fiscal mistakes. This is your problem, not mine. Um, and this is the same, you know, with a lot of people, this kind of self-serving idea with sickness is the same uh, with, um, with sin. But Jesus never said, you've made your bed, now lie in it. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. He said that he wanted people to walk out of the bed of sickness. He wanted people to walk out of the bed of poverty. He wanted people to walk out of the bed and away from their sins. This is what makes him so different and this is why he matters you see he said he only went about doing what he saw the father doing so what did he do he healed the sick he raised the dead he cleansed the lepers he saved people he gave people a way out nobody else has done this and uh, i think if you want this if this is something that sounds right to you then um you've probably all neck one more slide on please now you've probably all seen this a million times but hopefully i'm gonna give you something about this this verse you've not seen so, most people can recite this off by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that soever may believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But there's probably something you've missed of this verse. I think everybody, quite a lot of people miss this. I could be wrong, but quite a lot of people miss this. All right, next slide. Do you know what that is? It's a domino. It's not a domino. It, well, it's the start of a James Bond film. No. <laughs> no. Is it the light at the end of the tunnel? No. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> it's not a, No. That, that is a full stop. And everybody misses this from John three sixteen. You see, in what it says is, "For God so I loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever so may believe in Him shall not perish and have everlasting life." Full stop. That's it. There's nothing more to the to, to to the conditionals of salvation. That is it, and that is what upset everybody about Jesus. That's all He had to say. That in Him was the truth, and that's it. And He proved it by walking away from an empty tomb and showing it to everybody. Now, I hope we've brought you, even though we try to do it as quick as possible with a very short time uh, uh, period, we've brought you a little bit closer to believing the truth that sets you free. Thank you for listening.
1: Before we move on, I would just like to, uh, (laughs) it's so kind considering what we put out, I would just like to point you to our podcast, which is going to be going live soon, it's going to be on the uh, church website and it's going to be on the church soundcloud as well. As you can see, I've put the major themes up there, you've got gingers, you've got twins, well not really, but close enough, you've got apologetics, you've got a podcast, or if you're into it, it's a godcast. Um, we're going to be, yeah I know it's great, is it? We're going to be going through apologetics and uh, we've also done the first season now and it's all about the Kalam Cosmological Argument, which is a fantastic Apologetic, where you can reason the existence of God based on the existence and the origin of the universe. If that sounds interesting to you, if you're a little bit nerdy like we are, um, then you will be able to find that online. It's us talking it through, having a laugh, enjoying a little bit of God, just like we've done today. So that's all we wanted to say. Thank you so much, guys.